0: listener production. Hi, and welcome to Broadsheet Melbourne, around town. I'm Broadsheet's editorial director, Katja Vaktil, and the host of this guide to Melbourne. Today we're visiting a sleek new nail salon that's different to most. Dry pedicures are just one of the services that distinguishes buff from its competitors. But first we're heading to Paran, where a daytime neighbourhood favourite has transformed into a nighttime destination. Nine years ago, Claudio Cassoni opened an espresso bar in a former shoe store in Paran. It's not an understatement to say that Officine Zero was a bit of a revelation for Hawkesburn Village. As a local, it was something that I was excited about, and a lot of people around the area thought this place is different to what we usually get in this area. It honestly felt like a little slice of Italy. Very, very narrow, super elegant. It had a small selection of pastries and a little bit of panini. And I would say what most of us would describe as Hawksburn Village's best coffee. And Hawksburn Village is a little kind of area and shopping strip in Paran that gets a lot of foot traffic. So there, it was one of those places that was busy and you'd go in for a little espresso at the counter or one of the little tables outside. And it just had so much charisma. So when we found out that Cassoni was going to be expanding the venue's footprint, there was a little bit of mix of excitement, but also concern. Because we thought, oh my gosh, part of what makes it so special is this teeny tiny space and the fact that you do feel like you're stepping into somewhere in Italy. But thankfully, this expansion that has just taken place is a marked departure from the predecessor, but the charm is still there. The charisma is still there. And we now get to have fresh house-made pasta, potentially on our dinner plates every single night. Broadsheet's Ruby Harris visited the Italian cafe and restaurant and can share the details. Welcome, Ruby. Thank you. Yeah, it definitely still holds a lot of that charm. You know, it's a bigger space now, but it's, you know, the exposed brick walls are there. It's really gorgeous inside. So it's no longer called Officine Zero. It's called Officina Gastronomica Italiana. You've been calling it OGI. Yes, OGI,
1: which I've been told is the
0: appropriate
1: <laughs> name to refer to it by. Um, the owner, Claudio, said that that's perfectly okay. Right? I think that that's he the approves. nickname around town. So it's been rebranded. It's the first time that they are offering a breakfast menu, a lunch menu, and a dinner menu, all different. Mm. Um, so three menus a day. They're open seven days a week. They close on Monday nights for dinner. But other than that, they're there the all the time. time. It's so- a big
0: feat for... Yeah. What was behind the expansion? I mean, obviously they were popular and happy and they were great daytime cafe as office of Scene Zero. Did he always have in his mind, I'd like to get bigger?
1: Yeah. So that was actually always the aim. When he opened Office of Scene Zero in 2014, it was pretty much he had the money to open a small little bistro and that was what he could do. That was what the space. Um, allowed him to do. Mm. And it was always in his mind that he wanted to expand and he wanted to have this bigger offering. At the end of 2020, um, just after the lockdowns, they had a brief stint where they were open for dinner. I remember that. Yeah. So they were just offering the daytime menu, but at night. So it wasn't a separate menu or anything. And he said that sort of gave them the taste of what they wanted to do. And then the opportunity sort of arose where the um, spot next door
0: opened up to them. So, they What are the up- chances? I mean, it's so lucky if you want to expand Generally, you probably have to move into a different location, but it was obviously meant to be. And I feel like
1: a lot of the spots in Hawksburn Village have been there forever, so I feel like the chances. Oh yeah, no one moves. Up, yeah, yeah. So they expanded into both, and Ogi was born. He could
0: finally sort of realize this dream that he'd been really excited to do
1: for such a long time.
0: So tell us about the menu, and there's a head chef there who's overseeing all these beautiful uh, house made pastas.
1: Yeah. So Gabrielle came on board at the end of 2020, so he's been sort of, you know, with Claudio the whole time building the new version of OGI, there is house-made pasta. Claudio, when I went, he actually took me upstairs to where they prep the pasta. And it's you have to duck under this tiny little archway to get into the room. Um, And it's pretty amazing. They're just standing up there, you know, making fresh pasta and then bringing it downstairs to the kitchen and putting it on people's plates. So it's very fresh. That's why it's so good. It's delicious. I highly recommend the lobster pasta. It okay, was... so
0: let's talk about that one because that was one of the dishes that if you look at the menu, they all look they all look great, but that one really stands out.
1: Yes, I went so I went for lunch. I haven't experienced the dinner menu yet. There's three pastas on the lunch menu. I said to Claudio, what should I get? And he said, you have to try the lobster pasta. So the lobster spaghetti is amazing. It's a red spaghetti dish. The dough is cooked with tomatoes, which is what lends itself to that color.
0: Exactly what you want to <laughs> mix onto your
1: onto your fork with the lobster. Yes, um, that is amazing. There is a wagyu beef pasta, which is also
0: amazing, and there's a cacio e pepe, which is great for vegetarians and also very delicious. So they're the three mainstays, but as I understand it, there's going to be a rotating selection of pastas based on what's available.
1: Yeah, it's going to be super seasonal, and it's also, you know, he said... We want to cook what we're interested in cooking. We want to experiment. They finally got the space to do that, mm. which they couldn't
0: really do previously. Oh, yeah. It was so, it was so small, the yeah. other one, which is, again, what gave it so much charm. But it does make sense that now they're bigger. There's just a bit more they can do with that skill and that that passion. I think that's the biggest thing. They're so excited to
1: be able to experiment and be able to try new things and figure out what, you know, the locals love and what's going to be a hit. It's also really cute. There's this gorgeous courtyard, and as you walk down the back to the courtyard, there's an open window into the kitchen, um, so you can, you know, see the food being prepped. And it's really beautiful out there.
0: With uh, there's the passes. Uh, were there any snacks that you had as well that you think are worth calling out? Yes, the truffle crickets should be on everyone's list. I oh, see. I'm not a truffle fan. I think you either love them or you hate them.
1: I yeah, I do agree. They're really good. I really love them, but it's not such a strong
0: truffle flavour. So I do think. I should, if I you're should, not sure, you yeah. should just try it. Okay. <laughs> don't, don't fear the trouble. Yeah, yeah. The trouble croquet. Now, one of the things they focus on is the wine list and they're honing in on a specific region of Italy. Can you talk a little bit about that? Claudio
1: is from Bologna, which is in the Emilio Romana region of Italy. Um, and he wanted to have a really big focus on artisan wines. And actually a story he told me is that some of the wines come from his sister-in-law who lives in Bologna and makes wine. Um, he went back for the summer for the first time after COVID And she was like, well, why aren't you selling my wines there? Try my wines. I love that. That feels like a very Italian, you know, family question to ask.
0: Like, hello, I'm making some wine. Of course
1: that goes (laughs) on your menu. Um, And, yeah, he said he tried them and he was like, this is the perfect fit. So it's even though he is the only one from his family in Australia, it's a family affair.
0: (laughs) Oh, I love that. Well, Officina Gastronomica Italiana or OGI which it sounds like Claudio wants us all to call it, is at 5.32 to 5.34 Malvern Road in Paran. It's open on Monday from 6.30am until 3pm, so that's not your dinner night, but you can certainly head in for a pa- one of those lobster pastas for lunch. On Tuesday until Sunday, it's 6.30am until 3pm, shuts for a couple of hours, and then it reopens again at 5.30pm until 10pm. Thanks, Ruby. Thank you. Welcome, Locks. So tell us about Buff. And this is not the first instalment of one of these studios. No. So
2: they're, I guess, like more of a premium high-end nail studio. They have existing salons in Camberwell and Brighton, and their newest studios opened in Fitzroy.
0: Is it different or more or less the same as the others?
2: More or less the same. It's their biggest space yet, but it does have the same features. Like it's that high-end, luxurious, moody kind of space.
0: In your story that you wrote for Broadsheet, Yeah, this is not your average nail salon. There's no. some really considered design. Who designed it? They they brought someone in to do yeah, it.
2: Yeah, so it's by the Hewitt Leaf team. They've designed some well-known retail spaces like uh, Loon's Armadale store and July's QV store. So really nice finishes. They've got like gorgeous marble blue sink to wash your hands in. The pedicure section, which we will get to, is like sectioned off with sheer blue curtains. It's, yeah, very luxurious
0: how did you hear about this place is this something that kind of came across the broadsheet desk or you already were aware that it existed yeah
2: so it came across the broadsheet desk however i have kind of been wanting to go nail art obviously is having a moment so it's one of those salons that you can kind of go to for specialty nail arts and designs
0: okay so talk us through the location in fitzroy uh, whereabouts is it in fitzroy and what's it like when you walk in
2: it's Located behind Smith Street on Gore Street, which is a really nice, quiet area. So kind of away from the hustle and bustle. They kind of wanted to create a space where, like when you get your hair done, you walk in and it's a bit of me time. Mm. It is really quiet. There's like a nice reception area where you can sit in at the start while you're waiting to head in. And then, yeah, really moody lighting. And as I mentioned before, the pedicure um, section is a different in a different area. And they've got like beautiful leather reclining chairs where you can literally like lay back to the point um, in them.
0: Fully you lie can fully down.
2: You Did could, you? You could take a nap. No, I didn't get a pedicure. I got a manicure when I was in. Um, but that area is definitely like a really nice space. They've got like eye masks that you can put on and noise cancelling headphones that you can listen to your own music or their music. So it kind of just shut off from the world for an hour.
0: You're right. Actually, nail salons don't tend to be a place where you, I mean, it is, it's me time in a way, Mm. but there's often a TV on in the corner. You're right next to a bunch of different people. Mm. A lot of people kind of on their phones. I wouldn't say it's necessarily a calming environment, whereas you're right. You go in to get your hair done. It's actually such a wonderful, like it's useful and high utility, but it's actually a really nice kind of half an hour, 45 minutes an hour that you Mm. have to yourself where you can really relax.
2: Yeah. And unwind. No, exactly.
0: So Tell us about the person or people behind Buff.
2: Yeah, so Emma Forrest is the founder. Um, she's worked on creating the studios in Brighton and Canberra before and then now they've opened this. They've also got another one in the works in South Yarra and she did mention interstate is potentially on the horizon. So, so far it's been really successful nailing that, that high-end nail salon which doesn't really exist right now.
0: One of the things I want to ask you about that you've made reference to is a dry pedicure. Yes. I, I'm sure it's in the name, but Yeah, please describe.
2: So, yeah, I was really intrigued by this as well. So essentially it's a waterless dry pedicure. You don't soak your feet in any water. And Emma explained to me kind of the benefits of that are threefold. So the first one being you can kind of get a more deeper exfoliation of the feet because you're not soaking them, which means there's no like false hydration throughout the service so they can kind of get into all your fun houses and all yep. of that. Um, secondly, more hygienic. And then she also obviously mentioned it's more sustainable because they're not wasting the water by having to constantly.
0: So do they only do, they do a regular pedicure as well? They just do the dry? They just
2: do the dry pedicure.
0: So oh, that's interesting because when I was envisioning the, the reclining chairs you talked about, mm. I was thinking about well, that's going to be hard to yes. dip your foot into that pool of water.
2: Yeah, just the dry. And this is their first time they're trialing it in Fitzroy, but they're going to roll it out in other um, studios as well.
0: What a great idea. Mm. Tell us about some of the nail, I guess, the manicures you can get. One of the things you mentioned in the story was you know, it's obviously a form of self expression for people. Mm. You mentioned Hayley Bieber's glazed donut nails, uh, clean girl nails. Mm. This is not a trend I'm across, but.
2: <laughs> it's like the make, no makeup, makeup look for nails. Right. Like a a like a French manicure, like a French manicure, but just really subtle.
0: Okay, put together. (laughs) You learn something new every day. What did you get done?
2: So I got their Builder Gel, which is Biab or Builder in a bottle. And Emma said this is their most popular service, and it's kind of for the people who want to go just once a month and then not come again for another month. And it's really strong. It's not meant to chip.
0: Sounds like a really interesting new development in now salon land in, in Melbourne, disrupting the space a bit. Buff Studios is at 420 Gore Street in Fitzroy. It's open Monday, Tuesday and Friday, 10am till 6pm, Wednesdays and Thursdays. If you need to get in late, it's the perfect time to go because it's open from 10am until 8pm and then on Saturday, 9am till 4pm. Thanks, Lox. Thank you. That's it for today. If you're enjoying the podcast, tell your friends and leave us a review. And to make sure you don't miss any episodes, subscribe or follow us wherever you're listening now. You can find new episodes in your feed every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday morning.
1: Listener.